0: My favorite moment was we had, go find something that's moving or like that moves. (laughs) And I was just blown away by how many babies immediately appeared on screen. Like, where did all (laughs) these babies come from? (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dave. Thanks for joining Bob and I for our podcast, Thriving in Dystopia. And even though we always try and be professionals, sometimes we swear. So just know that going in. Oh, baby. Here we are. I'm doing this tonight. Yeah. Probably going to start a fight. Yeah. I know this can't be right, baby. Baby, come on. Wow, loved it, Dave. Oh, good. Let's hope that one came through nice and loud for the listeners out there.
1: Yeah, I think it did. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded good, Dave. You sounded real good. Well, how Um, are you, Dave? How are (laughs) you?
0: Yeah, you know, it's been quite a week, and I am feeling kind of this moment of celebration because... I'm coming in at the end of my first week with kids and I'm also feeling this exact moment of just like complete exhaustion that I just want to like crawl into the corner and become a puddle, you know?
1: Makes sense. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about your week of teaching when we last left uh, the Thriving episode last week. We were going into the classrooms. So yeah, What, what what has it been like for you? Oh man, it has been a
0: Technological labyrinth of just craziness. It's been insane. Um, you know, most of my kids are eight or nine years old, which when you hear fourth grade, you don't really like, huh, eight or nine? We had a birthday today and a birthday yesterday. And yeah, which were really sweet moments for sure. Yeah, but like the just, it's so complex trying to navigate these systems. We're using, mostly using this FaceTime or like, what is it called? Zoom platform. This like, video conferencing platform called Microsoft Teams. Mm. And there are like, trying to deal with classroom management while trying to present or like, show like, the task at hand. Every day I've added a new computer to my mix to try and like, make things go a little bit smoother. So today, I was behind like, Two computers, a webcam. Mm. I had like earbuds in. I felt like I was on like the Starship Enterprise, you know? Wow. <clears throat> it was incredible. incredible. Did.
1: You oh, do it. Oh right? my God.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, it's just so funny because when you click the present button, you can't see any of the chat. You can't see anything that's happening. You can't like monitor your class. You have no idea who's still there. It's incredible. So I have to have another computer that's doing all that. Form, oh my God.-. Mm-hmm. And every day I find out so many new and interesting things about like how to deal with this like virtual classroom management that's just like, oh my God, that's such a revelation. Like this little tool is gonna save save me so many headaches. Yeah, I feel like really, honestly, I feel like I'm with you on that forefront of like being a pioneer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we were talking about last week. Yeah. it's So I'm definitely energized. I feel like after my first day, I was feeling a little bit down in the dumps. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, I'm not quite doing this right. This is not going like how I want it to be going. Um, but also the kids, you know, they're so smart and they've made me so proud. They're like patient with each other and kind. And I don't know, it's just like, so uplifting and heartwarming to watch these kids just like get along with each other. So I don't know, it's been like a warm moment and like coming, coming home tonight, I feel like, oh yes, I get to like, just like sit back and relish that like things went okay this week, you know?
1: Yeah. Do you, have you had feedback from... The kids like how are they doing are they doing okay with it are there problems or issues that have come up for them
0: oh yeah I mean there's so much constant like feedback there's so many constant moments of like oh yeah Mr. Peachtree help me with this or like so there's like definitely some frustration you know I'm trying to like navigate 26 kids to get from one website to another all at the same time oh my god like, you know we're trying to like learn like okay this is how you log in this is how you like you know and I can present that but that doesn't mean everyone's gonna watch and then it's just like okay let's go do it and then it's like instantaneous like explosion of like everyone's microphone goes on virtual hands go up in the air and like I just hear the word Mr. Peachtree like 7,000 times (laughs) 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 But I will say this, here is a good moment. So today I designed what's called, uh, we called it a Busqueda de Tosoro, virtual treasure hunt. So what I had them do is like I would present a slide and the slide would say, like go find something in your house that's red. And so everyone would just go running off and they'd find something that's red and they'd hold it up to the camera. And I had it on what's called like large view or grid mode. And I could see like 20, I could see like 23 different screens, and all of a sudden it's just like a bunch of red. And my favorite moment, my favorite moment was we had go find something that's moving or like that moves. (laughs) And I was just blown away by how many babies immediately appeared on screen. Like, where did all (laughs)
1: these babies come from? (laughs) <laughs> oh, my. Did I get a screenshot of that?
0: Yeah, I did. I got screenshots. Oh, yeah, I'll have to share that. Uh, I'll share it with you. But yeah, it was just hilarious to see like, oh, my God, there's like 17 dogs, six cats, 35 babies and one old woman. Like, where did all these people come from?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. One more quick question. Did does all Do all your students have laptops and Wi-Fi?
0: Yeah. So that was like the best moment of my week for sure, where we were able to get like a second round of laptops and literally everyone in the school, everyone in my class got to take home a laptop and everyone in the school got a laptop, which is just like such a gift. And all the laptops have webcams, all of them mm. have microphones. We were also able to get these devices that are called MiFi, which are basically they emit a Wi Fi signal using um, like T Mobile or Verizon towers. Mm. And they create a tiny little wireless signal, which is enough to make video calls. And oh my that, God, wow. Yeah. So, like, that was huge. The fact that, like, I don't know who donated my Fi devices, but it was just like, oh my God, that, like, so. Yesterday, I had full attendance, and today I had full attendance, except for one when one of my students had to go to the dentist. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that is incredible that we were at 100% attendance for the biggest class in the school, you know?
1: Yeah, that really is. That's, yeah, uncharted territory, Dave. You know, in the 1918 epidemic, flu flu pandemic, they didn't have MiFi. They had laptops, but they didn't have MyFi. <laughs> they, they did have the laptop. Yep. They did have <laughs> that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Bob? Did your week go okay? It's um, a wild week. It feels like a few lifetimes have passed since our last recording. And it's just so many things going on in the world that it's hard to keep my head on straight. Mm. So I guess we last talked about the fires in California. They were extremely scary at that point. That was last Thursday. And I really was worried that UCSC and Santa Cruz might burn. And the areas of Bonnie Dune and Boulder Creek did burn quite a bit. So a lot of buildings have been lost. There's still a lot of people evacuated. So that's happening. That while the fire crews have actually really done a wonderful job and got many of the fires under control, which feels actually to a lot of people like a bit of a miracle mm. because these fire crews I've, I heard some people say that they were 20 times smaller than they were supposed to be because you know in the end there was over 600 fires burning in California all at once so these were tiny crews doing a ton of work so that's one thing and then of course there's racism and white supremacy are raging in Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin. There's a, another flashpoint of the struggle for racial justice, you know, and this is compounded by, you know, fascist white supremacist militants have descended and have started shooting peoples and two people have, have died at these protests. And so that's, emerging right now meanwhile we haven't even talked about you know covid and that's still very much an ongoing thing so all these things were really keeping me up last night i didn't sleep very much i just have all this on my mind like a lot of people do we'll talk a little bit more about how this is maybe we're going to weave this into the theme of our third season here but those are things that have been active for me in the last week yeah thanks for sharing all that bob
0: I appreciate Mm -hmm. hearing that. Yeah, it definitely feels like a nice segue right into talking about we had a little bit of a pre-show, which we don't always do. Sometimes we just Uh, hit the record button and music just starts flowing, you know? It's good to have a pre-show,
1: you know? Donuts and (laughs) soda all over the place, just spitballing ideas. Yeah, a lot of cold cuts. A lot of cold cuts.
0: (laughs) Um yeah, but it felt good to sort of just like you know, it's a new season. We we do a new season every eight episodes and it feels like a nice way for us to turn the page a little bit and sort of mark time as we're going along this this journey and thriving with you all. And yeah, do you wanna talk a little bit about the where our conversation led us down, Bob? Totally, Dave. Yeah.
1: I'm actually really excited about this third season and how we're thinking about the the framework and the themes. I will say that in our first seasons, they weren't as, I think, intentional as we're going to be in season three. In season one, we're sort of getting our bearings and we ended up talking a lot about dystopian fiction, which is still something I want to bring in. Season two... We seem to focus quite a bit on building community and building co- interconnections, connections with each other. And I still see us building on that. Where we want to go in season three is we landed on this idea of separation and nice. playing with ideas of separate and moving towards Separation. And it seems a little counterintuitive, which is one reason I like it. We often think about, you know, needing to connect and needing to be in unity or things like this. However, in our conversations, we saw a lot of value and themes of separation. And so we're going to be playing with this theme in all eight episodes in one way or another. And also, something that I, I like about this as well is this word separation. The etymology of it is it's a Latin word and the prefix say means to be apart from. Parare means to prepare. So one way that I'm thinking about this is to prepare apart from one another. And I think that feels really interesting and relevant to me. Yeah. We have a dear friend, Nick Cantrick, who gets brought up every week. Yes,
0: Aloysius. (laughs) Yeah. And he loves to quote a Ryan Gosling movie. And I'm missing the name of it. Oh, I just came to be Half Nelson. Classic. Classic thriving moment where Dave tries to name a movie. And yeah. halfway through, doesn't it? Colin Julie. <"I'm> drawing. Um but <laughs> uh, yeah, Nick loves this. I mean, it was Gosslin before he was Ryan Gosslin. It's like just some dude. And half Nelson, he's a teacher and he's struggling with so many different things, but he's a he's like teaching philosophy to middle schoolers, and he's kind of a train wreck throughout the whole movie. But there's this moment yeah. where he's talking about Trees. When you look at a tree, they're like very straight and they're very like up in the air and they're moving towards the sky in this very linear, straight way. But then you also have trees and they're very crooked and they like kink with the sun. And you look at a tree and it's crooked and straight. And I feel like that's like this moment that it's like, look, you can't just say one thing is this or that. All things are everything, you know? Mm, Yep. Like, Everything is happening and nothing is happening at the same time, you know? And I feel like that to me is kind of how it feels, this idea, because you and I like preach so strongly, Bob, about like connection. That's like kind of the whole reason we started this show, It yep. like to be like, We found ourselves in this global pandemic and we felt so isolated from each other, but also from everyone that we love so dearly. And we just wanted this like connection. And it feels like such a funny thing to take separation. But as we were like talking about themes, one of the strong themes that came up was like, look at if this eight episodes is going to run, it's going to be running from. September and October, and it will take us right into yep. November, which is like this moment of like preparedness. It's this moment of, you know, becoming. What did you call it? Paration, or what was the Latin uh, root? Yeah, parare is? to to prepare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is what the fall season is all about. It's like bringing in the harvest. It's bringing in the food. It's preparing for this winter that's coming. And I yep. feel like that's kind of. I mean we've all felt that we've been in a winter. So like this whole summer has been a winter. It's been a winter of preparing, you know? But like, I feel strongly that like, we need to embrace this seasonality and embrace the fall. And we need to embrace this like preparedness. What did you call prepare? Gosh, I should listen to you when when you talk, you know? (laughs) They've, I say, just preach, preach, man. Yeah. yeah. Let me just let me just bulldoze this one, Bob. You stand back. I'll call you in when I need you. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like that's what we need. We need to find this being prepared, but like to do that, we have to separate ourselves in these ways. Yeah. I don't want to get too much into why it feels why I feel like I need some separation right now. Um, and what I need to like how I'm gonna practice this in my next two months coming up because I think I just want to see if there's more that you want to hit on about this this theme for season three yeah that
1: it is about the i guess geographical condition that we're in that we are separate you know there's a embracing of that when we when we theme this seasons Um, separation. I love what you said that we can be like connected and separate at the same time, a la Nick Cantrick and Ryan Gosling. Um, And I'd like to to, like move into using this theme, not just at a geographical level, but at the psychological level, like separating ourselves, getting, getting some distance in order to reflect or meditate or you know, taking a step back from emotions that might be a- raging, I think is a part of this theme as well that can be healthy and useful to us going forward. Mm, love it. Yeah. Well, shall we talk about the sub theme for this week, Bob? Yeah, let's do it, Dave. Let's get right into it. Would you introduce it?
0: Yeah. So I think this idea is strong in both of us, and it's something that we are definitely going to be trying to practice this week but also throughout this whole season and that is the theme of letting go and there's that psychological separation of letting go and i feel like i can just like see the self-help book i haven't googled it but i'm sure the <laughs> sh- i'm sure the show notes are going to google it for us and it's going to say the art of letting go by um hmm, dr phil Susie orbin i don't know um <laughs> But yeah, I just feel like approaching this idea and approaching what it means to let go is something that like, I've never been taught how to let go of things. I've never, it's not something that we talk about very much. It's like, how do you move from one strong feeling into letting that feeling go? How do you, how do you reach the end of your day and let go of the mistakes that you've made? Mm -hmm. these are like some of the questions that are coming up for me but also like when we started our pre-show today i felt a lot of weight on your shoulders bob and i feel like this is like something that everyone anyone that knows you knows that you like carry the world on your shoulders like how does how how do you bob let go of that weight i don't know yeah maybe maybe you don't have to answer that question right now but I am curious to talk also about the idea of like what got you to that point of carrying the weight a little bit and why you might want to be practicing how to let go of that weight.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to delve into that. And then I also want to hear from you around how, what are the things that you need to let go of or are interested in letting go of? Yeah. I can talk about this in terms of the political situation that I was touching on in the intro and something that I need to let go of, but it is really hard for me to let go of. So, as I mentioned, there's, you know, this another. Um, you know, uprising that's happening in Wisconsin around policing and white supremacy. And what's interesting. What's one thing that's interesting this time around is that the NBA went on a wildcat strike in, or the players, you know, the, they didn't call this through their union, the players, particularly the Milwaukee bucks, the best team in the, the East. Said, we're not playing tonight. And, you know, this is the playoffs. Playoff basketball is as big as it gets in the NBA. And this set off a a lot of this was a spark for other, like this other NBA teams said, yeah, we don't want to play either tonight. And actually, we are thinking about canceling the whole season. And then baseball team started um postponing or canceling their games too and the wnba as well and other sports mls etc so we've never seen the sports take such a strong stand like with so many teams involved and or at least i haven't so it's it's an important turning point i think um and so myself during the pandemic the the routine of life can be a challenge and i would imagine most people you know have to recalibrate themselves you know we've lost a lot of things that we used to do and i think at least for myself things feel limited i can't do the things or go see friends that i used to see so i think one of the ways that i have got myself through it is through baseball. We've talked earlier in the, the show about sports and particularly baseball has a lot of meaning for me, you know, following it with our family since we were real young, how much it reminds me of our dad. And so this Cleveland baseball team, this iteration has like some older players that, still played when our dad was around and so i and i feel like actually i feel two ways both this this cleveland team likely is the last iteration of it i think they're going to lose their superstar in the off season and then i truly feel like sports in general are very fragile right now during this pandemic and and then this political situation and i don't take it for granted that there will even be a 2021 season or beyond that. So part of me feels like this might be the last season that we ever have. And the team is playing well right now. and And that's meant a lot to me. So on the one hand, the thought of like the team's boycotting and the season stopping is hard for me because it has been a crutch. On the other hand, I know it's the right move and I politically am very excited about these teams taking such a strong stand. So I think for me, this idea of letting go brings me to, I want to be the person that is behind this a hundred percent, but I know that there's a little piece of me that is Emotionally attached to the games being played. And I am interested in figuring out ways of letting go of that. Not in a way that, you know, I lose it forever or something like that, but I did lose a lot of sleep over this last night, this tension. And it shows me that I have, I don't know if it's unhealthy, but an, a, Somewhat of an over reliance on this baseball season, at least right now. And I know a lot of it has to do with this, you know, this just feels different when we're in a pandemic. But yeah, I'm still struggling for answers around moving to be a different person. And I feel like part of that has
0: to do with letting go. Yeah, Bob. I feel like the first thing that is like, standing out to me is like there everybody has something that is that thing of what they have to let go of in order for like we've talked about this idea of the new normal the new world that needs to happen and how like letting go of the cleveland baseball team might be like a necessary thing to make it into to a world where we can have this new idea of what sports could mean, you know? Yeah, exactly. But I do hear what you're saying too. Like, oh my God, is it like, what if Cleveland never wins a World Series? That feels like there wouldn't be this closure that, I mean, yes, Cleveland won in 1948. I just feel like that closure would feel like something that I always wanted to the Cleveland baseball team to win while our dad was alive. You know, I wanted him to be able to experience that. And like the idea of like that never happening feels like a real sadness there. But imagine if from that, the, like the ashes, the, like the soot of the major league baseball, like destruction can like, a. a flower could grow that's like more beautiful than either you and I can imagine, you know?
1: That's right. Yeah. And while also holding the reality that that flower might not grow, you know, it might just be the thing dies, you know, and something never really replaces it. Something like Mm -hmm. that, you know, because we just, no one can predict the future. Yeah. Yeah. So like holding both of those things as possibilities, And, and like, but still walking that direction because, you know, our, our greater goal here is the end of racism. What, whatever aspect of the society that we want to usher in, it will likely in some way, yeah, certain things that we're attached to, will have to separate, we will have to separate ourselves from because they will have to not exist anymore at least in the forms that they currently exist. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are so many little crutches that I notice in a
0: daily basis that, like, I know that I, the only reason I get to have them are because of, like, labor that's exploited or the world that's being exploited to make this cheap enough for me to acquire, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. a good example of that would be something like, oh, even just, like, Having an InstaPot, like a crock pot, to cook in, like all the plastic and technology and the computer chip that's in there to help help it cook, but it feels like it makes it can make a pot of chili that's like super amazing and it's so easy, you know. But like, Mm -hmm. I feel like those are like some of the things that like I know that the only reason that this is affordable is because of mass production and mass mining and strip mining and all kinds of like, labor across the world that is being exploited, and you know, the the wage slave is real, and that's the only reason that I get to have these electronics, you know, not to mention the environmental impact of shipping things all across the world, so yeah, i I definitely, like, know that those crutches are real, and like, it's hard, it's really hard, because mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, giving that up Forever or whatever it is, whatever those crutches are, seems like supremely difficult, you know. So yeah, it. I know that like it seems silly to like feel like this sadness of like, oh, uh, like it might feel silly to <laughs> to somebody to be like, oh yeah, Cleveland's never gonna win win a World Series. And it's like, what? Who cares? Like, is that like what price is that to pay for like whatever? you know it's like not even a price for most people but i don't know i just feel like those are the the like hardships and sadnesses that we need to recognize and that we need to let go of and we need to like honor and i feel like hmm maybe that word honor is a word that needs to be there in some way
1: yeah yeah i think so i think what's important for me is that it's somehow seen, you know, that this this team, this particular iteration of the team is somehow seen, I think, because I want, like, dad's legacy to be seen or, like, what dad gave us and just, yeah, honoring it in some way. And this, you know, it feels like talking with you and talking about it on the podcast feels like an element of that. But, you know, and the the greater question is not only just the, you know, this baseball team, but I imagine a lot of us are having, you know, like, what are the things we're relying on to get through? And then what if we lose those things, you know, in this pandemic? That's one of the bigger questions for me, because, you know. Following the baseball team, it's a bit of a vice, but it's better than maybe doing cocaine or something like that, you know, some something that's pretty harmful. Yes,
0: ostensibly worse.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what, you know, how do we make sure we don't go down that path or something like that? Because I do feel like that's what was brought up for me with this, that... You know, it's like, oh, I wasn't asking for much. I was just asking for this thing. Um, And then I'm like, oh, this thing is actually bad. Wanting the season to continue would harm the movement for racial justice. And I don't want that. So, yeah, I'm curious if you have anything like that or if you want to pivot and talk about things that you might like come up for you when with the topic of letting go.
0: Yeah, I feel like something that's going to come up a lot is. Like how, like I am so all in right now, Bob. I am so all in with everything that I'm doing in Mm. the classroom. You know, like I spend most of my weekends doing these massive um, college courses that I'm training to get my teaching license. So that's like, on average, I've been spending like eight hours a weekend doing that. Um, I'm doing lesson planning after school ends. And that usually takes me to about like 6 p.m. And then I probably have to do like an hour or two of emailing every day. And, you know, I haven't even started grading anything or any of those processes. But like, I'm like in it right now, you know, and I feel like I need to have this, this separation from... My life as a teacher, and who I am as a person, and I think that's that that's one of the realizations we came to last week after doing the podcast is like we had this idea that maybe we should take a couple weeks off, just like to breathe for a second. But it definitely came to this idea of like we kind of want to just like have this moment with each other and with the greater community. And to me, it felt like, I needed this so I could have a way to let go of, of who, of Mr. Peachtree. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I needed a way to let go of that because I feel like me as a person, that is the one I've, I've had this, I had this realization this summer that that's the one thing stopping me from loving being a teacher. I love the work Mm -hmm. that I do. I love that I, it's like challenging and exciting and. It's helping the world. And I love that I get to work at a school where I get to talk in Spanish for half the day. Um, and I feel like it's uh, really in a lot of ways just this perfect job. But like the fact that I'm not able to like see all the other aspects of who I am as a person come out as strongly because I'm, I'm not letting go of my day. I need to find mm-hmm. ways of doing that. I don't know. As I, as I was listening to your letting go process, this idea of closure and this idea of honoring is something that I feel like I need to see happen. Yeah. I think to be able to let go of something, you need to honor, you need to honor the process of what you went through. And then you need to have this moment of closure. And then from that, I think you need to take those and then you can move on and you can let go. And you can find separation.
1: So that's kind of what I think I need to be practicing in these upcoming weeks. It's really good stuff. Yeah, that makes my mind go in multiple different directions. And I think you're onto something there, for sure. The thing that comes up for me in my particular situation, of like letting go of the baseball season, one thing that would really help me would be to play one of those classic Dave Mazler classic softball tournaments that we used to have back in the day. Oh man. Where, yeah. yeah, we used to that sort of closed out the end of the summer mm. and goes back to another like, oh, but we can't do that right now. Meaning yeah. Yeah. it just creates this need for separation. And by that I mean the the Latin root, the to prepare apart from one another. Like, how do we do these things apart from one another?
0: Yeah. I like that, Bob. I Mm -hmm. mean, yeah, let's think about that, Bob. Maybe let's think about how to honor this season. I mean, it's not over yet. You know what I mean? But let's find ways to honor where we've, where we've come both in terms of teaching and in terms of, like on a like a minute just like the daily grind but also on the big of like what it means to maybe see an entire sports franchise or sports league collapse you know
1: well that's good dave that seems like a natural turning point and we can continue in subsequent weeks on these these reflections we have another new element to this season is we're shifting away from tuned in and we're going to do a new segment in which one of us it's we're going to call it hot seat and one of us comes in with a question and the other one is being interviewed on the hot seat and this is another thing I'm excited for for this season so this week I'm on the hot seat and you have the question yes bob all right are you ready for it
0: it's actually a two part question um I'm i bet ready. you'll see i bet you'll see the second part coming but The fans have been clamoring for it, so let's give them the hot seat. Feel free to uh, insert noise here. Just kidding. Um, All right, Bob. I want to know, what is the worst purchase you have ever made
1: in your life? Ooh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, you know, typically I'm a pretty uh, studious shopper, and I, I don't usually... Buy things impulsively, but then every now and then I do. So I'm trying to think about a really bad purchase. Um. Whoo. Oh man, I'm stumping you on that one. huh, Bob, hot seat's a little hot. <laughs> it is very hot. It's getting hot in here, Dave. Uh, I'm feeling the sweat go down my brow. Gosh, I yeah, don't really have a good one coming up yet,
0: but... Well, maybe I'll move to the second part, Bob, and you can give me your worst purchase in a second, because the second part is uh, the best purchase, and I want to know what it is that you made that was the best purchase of your life.
1: (laughs) Man, I just don't think of myself as a shopper that often, but of course I am. I think, um, I guess, what's coming to mind for my best purchase, it's weird to think of this as a purchase, but the wedding ring that I got, Kiki, it was a bit of a risky... You know, it was like a little bit different and she ended up loving it. So I really always feel really good about that purchase. So that feels easier to me. And <laughs> the the worst one just feels so hard. I don't know why. Um I don't usually have regret when I buy things.
0: Oh, wow. It's so funny that that question got you. I mean, of course it's super capitalistic and super like against who you are, but I thought that there might be something there that pops up for you. Well, mm. that's okay, Bob. We can do our housekeeping things. And then if you can get it in before the credits, we'll see if you can okay. do it. Okay. Beautiful. Um,
1: well, I do have a housekeeping thing that is real live on my mind right now. Yeah, Please. And that is, we have a new website. Thanks to our good friend Chris Sawyer. The website is thrivingindystopia.com. And one of the goals for this season is really to fill it out quite a bit and to, you know, get some things that like a blog and a place where we can connect resources and want it to be very useful. So that's, that's something I'm very excited about. Nice. Yeah. And I just want to thank uh the mixer for the
0: the work that he did. The few texts that I saw that came through just kind of like brought tears to my eyes. I don't know why. But yeah, the first the first text that he sent was like, Hey, I I I purchased the domain thrivingandystopia.com, just in case you ever want a website up there. And I was like, That felt like the sweetest thing that anyone's done. And yeah. I was just like, Yeah. It was just really nice, and it just felt like a cool thing. Um, And it's like all those like connection moments that have happened are so great. I also want to say that I, speaking of not connecting, is me not getting my email, not getting my emails out to get those stickers out because I have those stickers and I just need to email you so I can get your addresses, all the people that that earn those stickers. So (laughs) I have them. Every time I walk in my living room and I see those stickers, I'm like, oh, dang, I should email all those people. Oh, well. Um, but, you know, got to find some separation to find some time for that, you know? Yeah, you do.
1: There it is. Yeah. The importance. Do you want to give everybody um, those social social coordinates, Bob? Let's do it, Dave. The, your email address is or email address for our show is davepeachtree at gmail.com The Twitter handle is at B-M-A-Z-E-19. And then Instagram is thriving underscore in thriving, sorry, underscore dystopia. <laughs> just look at this show oh, Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh man. It's hard to get those
0: off. Someday we'll get practice. Give us till season five and then we're just going to nail yeah. it. Love I have a glass for coming for you. Um, all right, Bob. Well, this is your final chance. To
1: make your, to announce to the world the worst thing that you have purchased. I feel like I keep thinking about this and even my bad purchases become good. You know, they teach me something. I guess maybe the worst thing I purchased is this bike that I have right now. And I bought it after I finished my doctoral program and I ended up not using it for two years And it came, it was like broken. The gears were broken when I bought it, but I never took to get it fixed. But now I, I use it and I use it a few times every week and it's, it works good enough to be a good bike. So, but it's probably, you know, it wasn't a great purchase at the time because it was just, um, you know, collecting a lot of dust for years. You got me, you got uh, me. On these precious. <laughs> ah! Got gotcha you on the hot seat. Gotcha. Well, Bob, still, you, st-
0: you still made it off the hot seat. So, congrats. You get to live another week.
1: Um, and yeah, appreciate this discussion that we got to have tonight. Yep. Hope to hear from our listeners. And Dave, have a good week. Excited Thanks, to hear Bob. how separation continues in your life over this next week. All right. Well, love you, Bob. Talk to you soon. Love you too, Dave. Bye. What's up, driving crew? Bob and Dave want to take a second to thank you for lending them your ears. They also want to thank the artists for making everything a little more beautiful. The intro song is In Heaven by Drake Stafford. Our audio is edited by the consummate and dexterous Nadir Cheyetch. Web design by Chris the Mixer Sawyer. And of course, visual art is by the prolific and enigmatic Joe Shine. Finally, the new outro song is today's special, Jam Tomorrow by Dr. Turtle. Have a good week and see you next Tuesday.